Hey guys, can I please have your undivided attention? Of course, wise Nate, the scholar. We always have time to study with Canada's smartest fella. Yeah, wise Nate, the scholar. Chatting with you is sweeter than cinnamon stew. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but there's something I need to confess. Don't say a single word. The Magna Carta protects you from incriminating yourself. Yeah, it's in the Magna Carta. I know, but I screwed up so bad last week it made me cry and puke and I'm never going <laughs> to let this happen again. Spent the last week terrorizing your friends and family for personal details about you both and there's no way this week's intro is going to be wrong. So, go ahead and open up your new scripts and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate and I'm a goth. I used to be a pixie goth. And for a while, I was a Beetlejuice goth. But now I'd classify myself as a Stevie Nicks goth with some Dracula tendencies. I have long dark hair and a tattoo of Edgar Allan Poe slowly dancing with Frankenstein. Do you mean Frankenstein's monster? Did I stutter? No, ma'am. As I was saying, I'm extremely goth. It's not a phase. And if any ghosts are listening, please call me. Speaking of restless spirits, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm the world's leading expert in mind memes. What is a mind meme? I'm glad you asked. Could you both close your eyes? My eyes are already closed. I record the podcast from a hammock with two slices of cucumber covering my eyes. Excellent. Please imagine a husband and wife. The husband looks sad, and the wife looks happy. Got it. I'm imagining Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Now imagine these words are printed at the bottom of your mind picture. That feeling when your wife told you to fix the lock on the front door, but you didn't do it. And now there's a murderer in the house. Oh man, that would be horrible. Yes, because not only are you getting murdered, but you also made yourself look like quite a fool in front of your wife. Exactly. I give another example, but I feel like you both understand the joke. And we can move on. Please proceed with the rest of the intro. Thank you, Brent. I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. Uh, it's right there in the name of our show before Movie Club comes friends. So, my little friends, how are we doing this week? Good. I came prepared. Oh. Then go. <laughs> okay. So, a couple things. First of all, I saw Barbie Saturday. Ooh. And... I loved it. And I took my eight-year-old daughter to the PG-13 movie, and she also liked it. And that same day, 
She asked me what a prostitute was and then also asked me what a virgin was. So it was a real big day for us. Well, that's the easy though. You just, you only have to answer one basically. Just whatever well, you answer one, just say the opposite for the other. Yeah. So I didn't do that though. Cause mm. I was caught off guard. So we were at my friend Becca's pool swimming and I went to the bathroom. And when I came out, Becca said, Jules has a question for you. And Jules says, what's a prostitute? And Becca said, I told her that her that her mom was going to have to answer that one. <laughs> I would have answered it. I told her it was, I was like, you know what sex is? She was like, yes. And I said, well, some people do that for a job and they get paid. And she was like, had a bad look on her face. And I was like, yes, that's normally not their first choice in jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because it's complicated. That's a tough one for an eight-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then later on, we were at my parents' house, and so she's at vacation Bible school this week uh, at my mom's church. That's an oxymoron. Vacation Bible school? Not yeah. too true. Um, but then we were talking about Jesus, and we were talking about that Mary was a virgin, and then mm. Juliet said, what is a virgin? Yeah, and that, that one was easy. That I said, well, it's just someone who's never had sex. A square. <laughs> so I would have said Brent until he was thirty. No, <laughs> no, that's not. I, I was throwing down. It's, it's not squares or virgins. They're cool. They can be cool. They can do all sorts of stuff. They can edit podcasts. They're fucking <laughs> they're talented guys. The other thing, I also had more to talk about, but I just wanted to show you guys that I can come prepared. When you made the when you said vacation Bible camp, and I said that's an oxymoron. Bible school. Bible school. You, you just talked about how I probably think in mind memes. Um, mm -hmm. As soon as I said it, I just had a, a picture of like the classic looking Jesus shaking his head at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped. I put my head down, and I stopped. I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I feel like this is a low religion podcast in general. I very much debated studying religion. I think it's fascinating. Theology. I think it's fascinating that something still rules the world and there's no proof of it. Yeah, and they got some good stories. They got some they got some good stories, but like literally everything revolves around it. Yeah. And no one can prove anything. And people get and quite just, upset. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're just oh. going. We're just we're like, yeah, okay, sure. That's what Excuse me, is. Brent. There is a museum of creation in mm. kansas that Museum. you can visit mm -hmm. yeah and what learn a Facts. thing or two <laughs> about what about the big man upstairs people lived with the dinosaurs did we really we didn't really prove anything on them either well according to this museum we found some bones oh wow I think we have a creationism museum here too, so maybe we should do like a big tour of all the creationism museums. Now, when you guys say creationism, what what branch are we talking about? What does this mean? This it's is the like opposite of the scientific belief, which is that of evolution. So, creationism believes that. Uh, oh, I know just, this. I'm just asking if someone didn't uh, know that that's listening. Mm, gotcha. Mm, gotcha, so gotcha. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Gotcha, gotcha. But the thing about crazy, well, who, okay, here's how I defunct. Is, is a thing. Good start. No, defunct is a thing too, isn't it? Defunct is cooler. Yeah, well, we're going with defunct. <laughs> okay. Here's how I defunct. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's how I define creationism. That would be the name of the podcast if it was borderline. A hundred percent. Here's how I define creationism. So you say the main principle to of it to say so anyone can say it. go ahead the god created man at the same time as creating all the other creatures like two thousand years ago or so okay so god did that yeah god yeah. created that who created god oh damn bigger god who created bigger god the biggest old, one old god well that so that defuncts creationism but i guess it also would defunct the scientific world evolution because someone had to create that too that was juliet's argument oh how old is juliet she's eight. Oh, me and juliet are on the same wavelength. <laughs> she was like i believe in jesus but i don't understand like how the universe was created and mm-hmm. like who created god and i was mm-hmm. like honey these are great questions it's like okay i think that something happened to create like the big bang kind of thing but who created that? Like it's exactly. so. It's, oh, it's like how we need to do some psychedelics. This very uh, line of thinking has led me to uh, the most existential moments of my life. <laughs> like, yeah. like historically, like hmm. At some point, there was nothing, and then there was something. So there, there can't be something from nothing. So there was never nothing. So our ideas of something and nothing. There was never nothing. There was never nothing. Do we? No, do we? Wow. I don't know if I've... I studied philosophy and I don't know if I've had that thought. But there was never nothing. So something had to start it all, though. It just... Ah. Yeah, that's where and it gets, that's where it gets me, a little tricky. <laughs> it's hard to believe that a dude did it. Well, because sure. that, that's encompassed in the nothing is, no, is nothing. So, uh, yeah, you can't... Can't go too far down this one, or else you no, start getting a little. Like, I want, I want to throw up. I want to puke <laughs> when I think about it. It stresses me out. So, other than the ex- existential crisis, how are you doing, Brent? Yeah, uh, mine's pretty much the same. Ex- existential crisis. Um, world's coming to end. Sorry, mm-hmm. but this the climate thing. Is it hot, Nate? <laughs> no, the last month. The province has experienced wildfires that everyone complained about because it made their day a little bit hazy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're burning. Um, and then we had a torrential hurricane-sized rainfall this weekend, like 280 mils in one in one day. It's a lot of mills. So many mills. But it's the heat right now. Like today, I just couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I bet and that's not true at all. I cleaned. <laughs> oh boy. I cleaned up and stuff. But like right now, I have a, a, just a fine covering of mist and sweat on me. Mm-hmm. That's not good at 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. The world is coming to an end. I haven't experienced weather fluctuations like this. And hurricane season's next month. We're just right around the corner. I'm worried about the island. We're not doing good. We're not. It's we're not thriving. So did you see in the news this week, they released this uh, map of the world of the places that would be covered in in water by 2050. And I we need to look at it and check on Cape Britain. I bet that's a tough I bet that's a tough read. 2000. That's only 27 years away. Yeah, that's not long. You'll be almost 70. 
Oh yeah, but that that's fine. We gotta get you, no, we gotta get you into the mainland by sixty-five. No, I like to go with the ocean. You want to flow it out? I want to go with the ocean. Gotcha. Let the water take me home. No, I, hey, I respect that. I respect yeah. it. Like the captain of the Titanic, I'm gonna go down with it. <laughs> yeah. well, just get a boat and just start living on a boat, and when the water comes up, you'll be fine. It's just that's what's wrong with me is I can't handle the fuck. Like my roof was leaking. I was up in like my attic this weekend moving insulation. Like, can we come up with a better thing to insulate than than fucking fiberglass? It's uh, one of the itchiest products we make. Like we are literally taking pictures of you're talking about the telescope. We're taking pictures of like got very far away things, and we can't come up with something better than fucking pink cotton candy with glass in it. Oh, not yet. Home. Not yet. I was a mess up there. I was moving things around. It was so fucking hot. There's oh. leaks. Oh, uh, it was just. And a- you don't even have air conditioning. No, I know. I've been experiencing the exact same fucking thing, Brent, yep. all the way across the other side of the country. It's been yep. boiling fucking hot, too fucking yep. hot to live. It's currently 30 degrees in my office unreasonable yep. it's 7 30 are you night. in there right now yes what are you doing i'm making a podcast with my friends <laughs> oh my God. and uh it rained so fucking hard last night that water started coming in the chimney of the stove <gasps> that i have out here for winter that's what we got going i had a bunch of water came down through my chimney into my basement i don't know what to do uh, why don't we talk about the movie that we did this? Yeah, week? I like to apologize to all the loyal listeners. That was a that's quite the start. Yeah, try not to um, lose your mind and have a crisis. We're all in this together. Uh, it's a new month, and that means it's a new theme. It was my choice, and my choice for the theme of the month is August is for relaxation. As you can tell, we're all feeling very relaxed right now. Laid yep. back and chill. <laughs> yep. uh, to me, this this is just all about movies that make you personally feel relaxed. I don't think necessarily it means it has to be like a quiet little movie. And uh, I think this week's movie exemplifies what I'm saying because we watched The Mummy and it's uh, lots of screaming and bugs and skeletons and stuff, which might not seem relaxing. But as we were watching it, I felt cool as a cucumber. Uh, Kate, why don't you tell us what happened in this movie? I'm going to do a really poor job at this because there's a lot to remember. There's too much to remember. It's a lot. Uh, Brendan Fraser is a military person of some kind who stumbles upon a lost city with the treasures of Egypt in it. Uh, and that's as I, yeah, yeah. He gets arrested. Why don't you tell it? Okay. Nate? Cause I got this. <laughs> I've watched this movie so many times. I yes. have this on lock. Yes. <laughs> I've been training for this moment my whole life. Brendan Fraser is a soldier in the French legionnaires in the, okay. in, oh, okay. in the twenties okay. in Cairo. Well, I remember last time you, you stumbled out of the gate. I mean, you gave it, the baton and Nate and Nate was talking about like what the guy ate for breakfast that day and everything. <laughs> well, you're not making it any faster right now. True. They're in a war and he finds a lost city and he gets arrested. 
Then we go and we meet Rachel Weiss's character, and she is a librarian uh, and an Egyptologist. And her brother is a scoundrel, and he's stolen a secret key. And uh, they need to go and find Brendan Fraser, who is the guy he stole it from. Brendan Fraser's in jail. They get him out of jail. Then they use the secret key and the secret map to go and find the mummy's secret treasure. And they go on a journey and they meet some Americans who are looking for the same treasure. And then they find the treasure room and then they accidentally wake up the mummy. And then the mummy is furious and he has to do a bunch of plagues and he's trying to get his body back. And they uh, chase him all around Egypt. And then they he kidnaps Rachel Weiss and he's going to turn Rachel Weiss into his mummy girlfriend and then Brendan no, Fraser. he's just going to kill her. Oh, yeah. He's going to kill her to resurrect his mummy girlfriend. Let's be specific. That's correct. That's correct. And that's important. You're right. But then Brendan Fraser uh, fights the mummies and they find a special book and they read the spell and the mummy is dragged back to mummy hell. Mm. Then they kiss. Mm-hmm. It's the most romantic so movie ever made. It's the greatest adventure and action movie ever made. And why don't we talk about our favorite parts. Very good. That was very good, Nate. I thought this movie was very violent. It's, it's, um, so much action. There's a lot of action and a lot of, uh, loud noises and jump scares. Brendan Fraser yells at the mummy so many times. And I laughed out loud the first time he did it. Very big laugh. What did you think, Brent? I'll tell you what I thought. Now we're talking. Oh. Now we're doing movies. Uh, now this we're is, doing movies. This is the movies. This is the films. This is the cinema we talk about in the start of the show where we talk about movies, mm-hmm. films, cinema. We're going to the cinema now. Yeah. This is the movie. I, I wish I would have seen this in the theater. This would have been awesome in the theater. This movie was made for uh, 13-year-old boys, and I was 13 years old when this movie came out, and I saw it in the theater, and it's just really hit the right spot for me. Well, I'm 41, and I watched it in my living room, and it hit the right spot for me. Yeah, it works. This was top to tail, just everything I love about a movie. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Kate? (laughs) No, yeah, I was trying to think of... I was reflecting on that I was relaxed watching it though. Like I could totally relate to why Nate chose this movie because it does have this very like comforting, like you're not having to think too hard. Mm-mm. Like you could just watch the fun. Um, I did feel like it was kind of long. Maybe it was 10 minutes too long. I would I agree, agree with that. Yes. The I scene agree. where they were, are we talking about the, our favorite things yet? Yes, we are. Okay. So the scene where like, the reason it was long is that scene where they were like first started their adventure on the camels going through the desert and it kept on cutting to different shots. Yeah, of them. Like, okay, we, we got, we get the point. Yeah. Desert. Seven minutes of difference of like, I was like, what, why? Yes. I know where they're going. Yes. That scene in particular, I was like, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's I was get like, it going. I'm enjoying the hell out of myself right now, but let's go. Yeah. I think part of the reason why this movie is relaxing and it would be such a small change, but it would make it way less relaxing is there's no blood. Like there's lots of spooky stuff and like muscles and stuff, but it's like when he chops them up, they're all dry. 
they're all dusty yeah. instead of bloody. And there's something about that where it's like, okay, this isn't that scary. It's actually fun. And they did refer to the mummy at the when they first opened him as juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, didn't they say he was juicy? Yeah, he was yeah, more well, juicy than a normal one. He was. He it's was. True. Remember they found that sarcophagus with all the water in it in real life? In real life? Oh no, I was going to say in the movie. No, no, just in real life. This is what we should be doing. We should be treasure hunting. Oh, doesn't it make you want to go hunting for treasure? That's all I wanted to do. I was like, me, Nate, and Cage. This is what this is what the podcast should be. I would Us hate treasure. it. Why? No, I wouldn't like it. You get you the hat, the explorer I hat. I I do look good in hats. Here's what I think. I think Kate would hate it until we found our first treasure. And then Kate would be the happiest out of all three of us about finding the treasure. And then she'd be more willing to go for more treasure. But we'd have to get that first one out of the way pretty quick. Nate, I've never felt more seen. Thank you, Kate. That is exactly right. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. (laughs) Would you be complaining the whole time, though? Up until we find our first treasure, for sure. Yeah. Like at what point and say I'll if we like this is bullshit. You guys we're not gonna find anything. And then we find our first treasure and then I'll be like, You guys are doing this all wrong. Let me take over. <laughs> You'd have the hat on there, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I would be like I would put my hat on a little bit straighter. Yeah. You know, after that. Yeah, for sure. Shoulders back all of a sudden <laughs> instead of grumpy slouching. I think we should if if this show takes off and we get Spotify money, we should become treasure hunters. Okay. Yeah. Once a year for two weeks, we go on a treasure hunt. Okay. Nick would love that. He wants to visit you, Brent, just to go to the place that's in the show. Oak Island? That's over there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So yeah, like Is that where I they got it? like the booby traps and stuff? Yeah, it's huge tourist thing and there's TV shows and it's by me, but I've never even heard of it. So mm. Something, the very first thing I wrote down about this, I said, is Anthony Hopkins the narrator? It was the, it was the, the guy, yeah, tattoo face on the horse. Who was Blackbeard very attractive. Yes. He was so handsome that he was supposed to die. Well, a number of things. One, they were going to cover his face up. And then the director was like, this guy's too good looking. We cannot cover his face up. And then they were like, he was going to die. And they're like, this guy is too charming to die. We want him in the next movie. So they added the scene at the end where he survives just because he's handsome. Oh, I have another reflection, which is how often do you have to apply the gold makeup if you're someone that has to wear gold paint all the time? And you got to sleep in that. Like I'm a I'm a bump into stuff kind of person. Right, like right. The, the thigh touches the side of the door. Like I'd be leaving. You'd know where I was at all times. Of the day. <laughs> um, I very first note I wrote is Billy Zane's the mummy, but he's not. Right? But he sure but looks like him. no. It's Billy Zane. Okay, it's not. I looked it up. I had look, to. I know it's not, but it'll never not be Billy Zane. It's why <laughs> it would they do it? Should have been Billy Zane. They should have just exactly like why get this guy and not just get Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Drove me nuts. I have a question. So the mummy and his mistress lady. Anaxunamun. Anaxunamun. They like are wiping away cobwebs from their face, like, but they're not touching their face before they kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought they're, they were so, I don't know. It was weird. Listen. That was odd. She could wipe away whatever she wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that girl brought it. Yeah. She 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 uh, is a standout performer in the film. 
Did you guys think there was any problematic representations of Egyptians in this? Yes. I would say there's the two things that I don't like are I wish Brendan Fraser's character wasn't so toxic masculine. He could have just been, he was like, he was one notch too rude. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much every major role that's supposed to be an Egyptian is played by some guy who in the behind the scenes is like, well, when I got the role, you see, I went down to Egypt and <laughs> Cockney accent. I hopped on the Concord. Tommy. 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 <laughs> it's hot, Tommy. Tommy is hot. Egyptian? Yeah, I could play Egyptian. I knew I was going to like it when I saw the guy's gold, painted gold and the, the girl. Mm-hmm. That was an outfit. It's that It was- starts so hot. No uh, credits, just the font, the mummy movie started narration we're doing it it gets going in like two seconds it's crazy she could wear that to any award ceremony and people were like oh my god did you see what ox whatever her name was at the grammys last night i'm axon moon at the grammys axon moon at the at the espies she looks amazing yeah she did she looks really good yeah I, everything that the mummy did is justified yeah wouldn't you I would. Fuck. Throw some bugs around at people to get a shot with her? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Sign me up. Get me a bag of bugs. (laughs) Scarabs? No. They, no. I have a section about scarab beetles here. I don't like them. That that part was tough for you? Yeah. Just bugs in general. Give me a bag of bugs. I'll throw them at people. I definitely had like a laugh to myself when the bug crawls inside the guy's skin and burrows it into the guy's brain. And I'm like, yes, the, the movie I chose for relaxing movie month. Yeah, there's not relaxing. I like I didn't relax to this. I was up on the edge of my seat the whole time on like, cheering them on. Um, you saw this movie. What was this? The This was the first time. Oh, yeah, this was. Oh. Yeah. Um, the very first when they're like be under siege from all the horses coming at them. Mm hmm. And they were taking shots at them. How did they train horses to take dives like that? I had mm. I wondered that myself. And how did they they train the camel to to like not to like hold back when he was trying to pull the camel? And the camel's like, no. That is fine. I could imagine. I give me like forty five minutes and a bag of whatever camels eat. I could probably get in the gym. camel stew. Listen to me. I can't even get my dog not to eat the lamp, and I'm just like, I can train a camel. <laughs> give me the camel. I can train him. But, Glad you said it. Yeah, I was literally had to stop recording because he tried to eat the microphone ten minutes ago. <laughs> but like the horses, they were taking some hard ass dives. Oh yeah, I don't know. There are so many extras in this movie compared to modern movies. It's like every scene there's just hundreds of people. It's crazy. I have a comment that I wrote. Everyone knows you should not read aloud from read aloud things from ancient books. Yeah, never. It's called you the can't. Book of the Dead. Yeah, it has a lock on it. I do like the Thank part you. where the guy jumps up and he goes, You must not read from the book. So what's it say? Amunra. Amunde. It speaks of the night and of the day. No! You must not read from the book. Right. Yeah, he should, he could probably could have said that like two days before they found the book. <laughs> hey, if we find a big gold book, I'll book of the dead. Don't read aloud from it. Yeah. 
I have another reflection. Mm-hmm. Imagine having poor eyesight in the old days. Tough. Like that guy broke his glasses. He probably will never have glasses again. Well, he did die. And, and he got his eyeballs ripped out immediately after. But, <laughs> he doesn't but if he had. Why wasn't the mummy wearing them? See, here's I was reading about this, Kate. You bring up an excellent point. And there's a theory that because he took the eyes from the guys who needed glasses and then he looks at Rachel Weiss that he because he has bad vision, he thinks that's a knock sooner. No, we're not doing that. that. Yeah. No, yes. we're not. That's that that's will ruin it for that's, me. That's people giving it me. maybe a little more credit than it deserves, yeah, possibly. No. no, I read I, I wrote that he why did he take the bad guy's eyes? Like the the worst eyes. It's like taking my foot. Like he took the worst <laughs> eyes he could take. And I'm thinking like, like, go ahead, take my foot. Yeah, take yeah, go ahead. Like <laughs> lipping around the desert. Enjoy it, bud. Um, he took like that made me kind of upset because like you're rebuilding yourself as a human. Don't go for the guy that can't see with those. That yeah. guy shouldn't be down in an, an adventure either way. If his glasses fall off, he's screwed. That's a liability. And he doesn't even have the thing that wraps around your neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're an adventurer with, with glasses on, you have some kind of neoprene or leather strap to ensure that they don't fall to the ground. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. You need some kind of Teddy Roosevelt hook. You know that guy wasn't letting those glasses fall off while he was riding Buffalo or whatever the fuck he was up to. Why Why did Brandon Fraser always throw his guns away when he ran out of bullets? I noticed that too. That was frustrating. It's badass. Like, that's pretty cool to do it. It's but really like, cool. Like, they're reloadable. Yeah. And he had a whole thing of bullets on his chest. Yeah. I guess maybe not for handguns, but... It just, it made, he did it like three or four times though. Like so many guns. Give one to the girl. Let her shoot something. <laughs> Scarabs are like those cold, cold dust bunnies from the anime movie. Ooh, okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. When they were like in a group and like going down the. And they ate that one guy in like four, four seconds. He went from. Yeah, the they to made skeleton. piranhas look like fucking bitches. Yeah. Just roasted them. Um, piranhas don't do that, do they? I bet piranhas could get like your leg if there was like seventy of them. No, I think they they're pretty vicious. They'll, they'll cut through. I saw one going through uh, an alligator tail the other day. Oh damn! But I also saw a guy. Was that not, on a video or in person? Oh god, not in person. Imagine if I saw piranhas. <laughs> I didn't bring it up at the very first of the show. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh. I just stumbled upon a piranha eating an alligator. In right, the you're islands. a man of depth and interest. You have mm. a, an extraordinary life. Well, I don't know we, what you don't tell. We've us. also well concluded that I'm on the same wavelength as your eight year old daughter. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to she has a very full life. Uh huh. Um, just watch her feet. That's all. The the ladder when she was the librarian mm-hmm. and she was on the that was literally the best special effect I've seen in any movie. Fantastic stunt. I couldn't believe it. That was, was like, real. How would they do that? Yeah, they really did knock over. 1200 books yeah but when she was like on the ladder and like balancing it because mm. she was gonna fall amazing yeah have you guys seen like those circuses people can do that Cirque du Soleil Cirque du Soleil people can do anything I think I love that attitude and I agree humans are amazing like we are very resilient I saw this lady she threw a ring in the air and then shot an arrow through the ring no, I saw a guy do that. That's some Robin Hood shit, man. How 
do you do that? Do you must have practiced? They just practice, all right? Day. Like all day. I really like the part where he threw the chair at Benny. Yes. That's just really funny. Benny took a lot of shots. Benny's an asshole. I loved the scene with Benny when he has all the necklaces, though. I've noticed that. That was a fantastic scene. That's a that's a classic shyster move. Like shyster. Very clever. Very funny yeah. little scene of like you get you understand so much so quickly is that's a such a great scene. And he dies in the treasure room. How fitting. Mm-hmm. Cause he went back for more. When the mummy came back at first, like after like three thousand years of being like asleep or dead or whatever, mm-hmm. and he got shot right away. Imagine he was surprised. Like, what the fuck is that thing? Definitely, definitely surprised. Like he did. He, I would have took it like a day or two to acclimate myself to pr- present day <laughs> before I start trying to get my girl on the go. Yeah, he went straight to straight to work. Yeah, like just take a day. No one's gonna blame you. I liked uh, the sand through the keyhole. That was really fucking cool. I I wrote that down and I said I wish I could turn it into dust and sand. When you saw the cat and he spun around, turned into dust and went away, that'd be such a good trick and so annoying for your enemy because it's dirty after you leave. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta get the Swiffer out after? I could beat up skeletons. Which sure. ones? The ones that... Um, the, the the sickly looking ones. The ones that yeah. were, yeah. That didn't not have the swords. That, yeah, not the ones at the end that had the swords. Those no, guys the, the, pretty the, rough. The ones that were surrounding Rachel Weiss when she was chained to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could easily take care of them. I read that scene took like eight days to film and she had to be on that block for like eight straight days. That's well, horrible. That's longer yeah. than Jesus. Good point, Brent. Why would she, why did it take eight days? It's all CGI stuff. It's a really good question. I'm, I'm sure by about day five, she was like, what the fuck is going on here? You could guys? ask me how long. That could have been part of the tr- like the quiz. I quiz. would have said less than 45 minutes for that scene. <laughs> Maybe the director has a fetish. Yeah, like a Quentin Tarantino kind of foot thing. Mm-hmm. I was reflecting about uh, the mummy in that like, as you get your body back, you're more comfortable. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that probably feels good to have flesh on your bones. I hope to one day um, feel that satisfied. Yeah. You feel good. You feel full. <laughs> um, this movie probably set the record for most people on fire. A lot of people on fire. And like that one guy that when they're on the boat, he just, that was the scene that the boat made me fall in love with the movie. It was so campy. I felt like that's yeah. the whole, that's why I fell in love with it. Everything yeah. was campy about this movie. And I'm just, it, it <sighs> It was so good. I love the shadow work in this movie. There's two two scenes where people get killed by the mummy and you only see their shadows. And I'm like, I love that shit. That's movies, baby. That's It the reminded cinema. me. Yeah, exactly, Nate. I said that probably three times out loud. Like, that's movies, baby. It reminded me of Dracula, like the Bela Lugosi one. Like, you had to, like, convey – you didn't have computer effects, but you had to convey something just by using, like, shadows and lighting and stuff like that. And that was – We did that tattooed instead of brothers don't weigh a thing. Kate, well, 10% bigger. It's now 20%. Keep, keep trying it. What yeah. – <laughs> That's movies, baby. That's movies, baby. <laughs> okay, that – we might just have to get two tattoos. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> 
That's the movies, baby. Uh, <laughs> that, you have to get them right next to each other. Brothers don't weigh anything, and that's movies, baby. <laughs> there was wipes. Like, I remember there was like a yep. transition to wipes. Like Star Wars style. Loved it. Yep. I didn't yeah. notice that. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. It reminded me of uh, Tomb Raider, the game Tomb Raider. Definitely. It's the it's the high boots, the leather high boots. Yeah, that was uh, holsters. Holsters. <laughs> and then I wrote down uh, most romantic film ever made? Question mark. It might be. I kind of wish I chose this for uh, romantic comedies because it's got the romance and it's got the comedy. You thought this was more, eh? I, well. The guy's first thing after three thousand years is to reanimate yourself as Billy Zane and try to get your dead girlfriend alive again so yeah, that's romantic it's, it's double the, both the villain and the hero uh, are, are experiencing the greatest thing a human can which is true love i think we can also Aww. agree that if we had those torches i'd probably burn myself really quickly mm-hmm. i thought of that when um she was holding rachel weiss was holding the torch and going into the cave i was like oh man what if your hair starts on fire you have to be careful those things look hot as hell and i think i definitely burn myself mm-hmm <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to say? No. No, I want to play the quiz. Would you like to do a quiz? Oh, mummy, do I ever. Mm. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) That's why we have edits. That's all. Rick O'Connell was played by Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. But before him, this movie was offered to several different actors. Which actor was not offered the role of Rick O'Connell? Tom Cruise, Owen Wilson, Brad Pitt, or Matt Damon? Who's going first? Mm, Brent. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Damon. I'm going to go with uh, Owen Wilson. Clever Catherine is on the board. It was not offered to Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine that? Wow. Look at this mummy. <laughs> what? These are very fast scarabs. I don't think Matt Damon would have done well either. No, I don't think. Uh, Brad Pitt probably could have been okay. And Tom Cruise tried it a few years later and it did not work. I almost oh, watched yeah. that one by mistake. I was what worried was you might accidentally. The mummy. They just redid it? Yep. Oh, dumb. They tried to make it like a Marvel movie where it was going to be like the mummy and then the Dracula and then the Jekyll and Hyde are all in the same universe. But the first movie sucked so bad, they just dropped it and didn't do anymore. Uh, this film was nominated for an Oscar. What category was it nominated for? Best visual effects, best costumes, best makeup, or best sound? I'm going to go with sound. I'm going to go with it uh, when the Oscar for best makeup. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the beat, boys, and free my little soul. Kate is absolutely off to a hellacious start. That's two in a row for old Kate. There were guys painted gold. Yep, they didn't care. They just liked the I'm the mummy. <laughs> this movie was the best-selling live-action VHS of 1999. How many units did it sell? Four million, five million, six million, 
or seven million. VHS copies? Mm-hmm. C. Six million. Kate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go crazy and say seven. Where was the sound? Where was the sound coming from when you said that? Was that Brent sound or Kate sound? Not me. I rolled over on my phone. Sorry. That's okay. Then then we got Kate's answer. And we got a really nice clear recording of her being right yet oh again. That's fucking ridiculous, man. Kate is absolutely dusting us right now. It sold 7 million that's, VHS copies. So that's crazy. That's, this is where the, the environment, this is where environmental pollution, this is why we're hot right now. Mm-hmm. Too many VHSs. There's 7 million copies of the mummy just floating around this big old ball. Yeah. Not a single one being put to use anymore. Exactly. Waste. Uh, it was the it was the second best selling DVD of <sighs> nineteen ninety nine with one million units. This was just DVDs were just starting. This was when the transition was happening. What movie sold more DVDs? The Matrix, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, The Blair Witch Project. Or a bug's life. I'm going to go Matrix. I'm going to go B because weirdos. B, I'm going to say South Park. Well, I hate to break it to you. Don't say bug's life. Kate's right again. It was the Matrix. It was the Matrix. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. This film is based on the 1932 film The Mummy. Who played the original Mummy? Bella Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Claude Rains, or Lon Chaney Jr.? Whose turn is it? I think it's Brent's. It's, uh, I'm going to go with B, Boris Karloff. I'm going to go with C. You can put Brent on the board. He's heating up. He's heating up. I know it was my boy, Bella. They'd never cover that face. I almost got a tattoo of Bella ghost. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? I almost did. (gasps) I was going through something on. um, (laughs) Yeah, I could tell. I could tell. (laughs) Edward Scissorhands. I bought. (laughs) I (laughs) I bought the. Bram Stoker's Dracula book because I love it mm-hmm. and I was reading it and I got really into um, Dracula again and I watched the the original movie and I watched the um, Keanu Reeves one um, and I was like I'm going to get a whole Dracula sleeve wow that'd be cool yeah like a haunted house and Bela Lugosi on it and trees and bats and yeah it's what I'm about still, pumpkins no not a oh, Halloween you gotta sleep. get a pumpkin in there Brent why a pumpkin <laughs> I when I was writing the intro for Kate and I was like pixie goth I almost wrote pumpkin goth because I didn't know if that, <laughs> that would translate like... <laughs> <laughs> what uh, would you guys feel like think of me if I got a um, Dracula sleeve I'd be very surprised personally. Okay. You don't strike I me as a Drac as a Draculitic character. It's my favorite. It's my favorite story of all That's time. That's the second or third time you've used that term. Draculitic? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Keep making up words. <laughs> uh, the score for this film was composed by Jerry Goldsmith. 
which film did Jerry Goldsmith not write the score for? Jer Bear? Jer Bear. Was it Patton, Papillon, Poltergeist, or Prometheus? I'm going to go with Prometheus. I'm going to go with Papillon. Kate continues utter mm. domination over us both. She's clearly the Rick O'Connell. I'm the brother, and you are Rachel Weiss. Me? Yeah. What? I'll take. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. Benny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's like. Why am I bet? Okay. Yeah, I lose in the end. No, I lose in the end. Uh, It's fine. Now it's true. Let's give some medals to this film. Uh, Brent, who did you give your bronze medal to? My bronze medal is going to Brendan Fraser. He was very handsome. He was very, um, he was just a very handsome man. And I like his outfit, liked his hair, but he's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. No, like, I actually, no, I disagree. I think he was perfect, but I also give him my bronze medal. I give my bronze medals <laughs> to the guy who played Benny, and his name's Kevin J. O'Connor, mm-hmm. because I disliked him, and he, he did a good job. He was so funny that I gave him my silver medal. <gasps> I really liked Benny. I thought Benny was a treat in this film and uh, had the funniest lines out of everybody. And so he, he, he nailed it. He gets my silver medal. Kevin J. O'Connor, that classic Arab name. Yeah. Um, My silver medal is going to the mummy. Ooh. Arnold Vosloo. Vosloo. Billy Billy Zane gets my silver medal for playing (laughs) the mummy and just, he didn't really have to do much. He just opened his mouth a lot, I imagine. Really big. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he, he looked like a guy that was a mummy. Yeah. I believed him. I believed him. Who'd you give your silver to, Kate? I gave my silver to the beautiful Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Who has been in all the great movies. Name one. I can't think of anything else she was in. Born Legacy. Oh, my she's cousin in, Rachel. The she's favorite. in Enemy at the Gates, which is another amazing film. Black Widow. The lobster. Okay. Uh, She's married to James Bond. The lovely bones. Is she? Yeah. Who? Daniel Craig. Constantine. She's married to him in real life. Mm-hmm. About Ooh. a boy. What a what a couple. Yeah, they a beautiful couple. They should I they should go looking for treasure, right? I would look at both of them topless. For sure. Sure. Oh. Going to gold. Or did you do silver? We all did our silver. Brent, who gets your gold medal? My gold medal is going to Mr. O'Connor, who played Benny. Just a scoundrel. Absolute scoundrel. Just a double crosser. But he did what he had to do. Like The smartest move was being friends with the mummy mm-hmm. when shit went down. Because you're not going to eat your friend. He was his liaison. And it was going to work out if he didn't get greedy and go back for that second bag of gold. He was out well, of there... 
scot-free. That's classic Benny, though. What do you mm-hmm. expect from Benny? Mm-hmm. And he, even though his last name is O'Connor, he did that accent, which I'm very pretty sure is very, very, uh, what's the word? 1999. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess 1999. Yeah. I'm sure it was offensive to some people, but what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Who'd you give your goal to, Kate? B. Frazier. B. Fraze. B. Fraze. Mr. Ricky, Ricky O.C. Uh, bringing the heat, bringing that charm, bringing that sass, bringing that athleticism, mm, bringing that much. body, bringing that hair, mm-hmm. bringing that smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Those eyes. Those eyes. He's doing a lot. And he's such a genuine sweetie that I just can't help but love the guy. Bringing that not dying after getting your neck broken. Yeah. Yeah, he should have died there. He, sure. he passed out during filming and they had to revive him by smooching him no by from the from the noose oh, oh. by smooching him yeah like yeah, sandlot style Wendy you- <laughs> <laughs> Pfeffercorn. yeah why why did he pass out what happened because he was like tie the noose real tight so it looks real and then it was it was real too tight yeah it was it was real and they hung him like your underwear brent too tight you don't know that it's not too you tight just said they were tight I said it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. You said they were tight. Well, their underwear is supposed to be tight. I like a loose underwear. No. On a woman? That's a terrible image. (laughs) I like a saggy underwear. (laughs) What a terrible image. I gave my gold medal to Oded Fair, who plays the narrator and the guy with the tattoos on his face. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, he's the star of the show to me. He's that 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 voice kicks off the movie, and he's just uh, his presence makes makes the film very special. So Odin Fair, his his presence is your present. Why don't we give this movie a rating? Four stars. Kate says four stars. The end. All right, guys, it's been the North American <laughs> Friends podcast. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was- The first category is the script for this movie. What would you guys give the script for this movie? I'm going to give the script a uh, an 8.5. 9. I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9 as well. It was very, uh, you had to do a lot of research. And I'm, I'm a sucker for Egypt stuff. Yep. It's a period. It's, it's actually a double period piece because it's. The first period is ancient Egypt, and then the second period is 1930s Egypt. So it's, yeah. it's a double period piece. Uh, 1925 mm-hmm. Egypt. Sounds like torture. Double period. Oh. 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 Hey, oh. I'm going to put a rim shot oh. in there. <laughs> uh, the music for this film. What did you guys think of the music for this film? No bangers. Um. It's she's right. There's no bangers. I mean, I know what they're trying to do, but Peaky Blinders. I was compare everything to that with the, they use modern music. Mm-hmm. They could have threw the scorpions there, Rocky, like a hurricane when the guy was flying the plane. Nope, and, I'd be furious. Okay. All right. Well, I give it a seven. I thought the library scene music sounded like Ghostbusters, so I'm going to give it an eight. 
Uh, the music's great. I, I, uh, it's a little goofy. There's like some moments where some xylophone comes into play with the mummy and it's like a little goofy. So minus one point for goofiness. I'm going to give it a nine. So you're not a fan of putting modern music to the mummy. Uh, in this film. No, if it was like in the new Tom Cruise one, I think bangers makes more sense, but it would really take me out of the mood. Like if they were doing a scene where he's reanimating himself and they did walk like an Egyptian in this movie, (laughs) it would really take me out of it. He was reanimating himself as he's like performing a, like a ceremony to get like, I don't know, fucking elbows or something. And he was like, I was working in the lab. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be good. He did the most. All the scare beetles are like, he did the most. <laughs> what did you guys think of the art direction for this movie? So much sand. Oh, imagine that. The costumes, the sets, the props. I'm going to, I'm giving it a 10. It's, oh, this is 10 up and down. I'll give it a 10. That's right. That's even though I want to give it a nine. It deserves a, a 10. 10. The car, the boat. Mm-hmm. Good, good Quick special sand. effects. Very fun. As far as an American action adventure film goes, what would you rate this? Personally, ten. I ten. I think it's better than Indiana Jones myself. Oh, one hundred percent. Indiana Jones sucked this movie's ass. Yeah. Um, this had action, and it had adventure, mm-hmm. and it had. Um, I was thinking of a word I forget, but um, yeah, ten. Tens across the board for this act. Indiana Jones is a simp cuck compared to the mummy. Boom. Um, we should do a, no, we should do a, a segment, just a quick segment of who the, uh, who's the simp cuck of every movie we do from now on. Mm. Benny, I guess. For sure. No, I'm going to go guy who got his eyeballs ripped out and then had a oh, meeting with yeah. the mummy again. And then the mummy fucked him up second time in a row. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Glasses. Yeah. Glasses got guy. Got cocked hard. Blind guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Blind well, guy. But in his defense, guy if, make glasses. if someone took my eyeballs and I couldn't see, mm-hmm. I probably want to go meet him again, see if I could talk him into giving my eyeballs back. Sure, sure, sure. But he didn't put up much of a fight, did he? Well, he's blind. Okay. Simcock is uh mr burns is that his name sure okay glasses guy blind guy uh the theme for august the theme that i chose is august is for relaxation so this is going to be whatever however relaxed you felt watching it for me like i said this is a 10 i've i settled into this like a pair of sneakers that trained to fit my feet i watched this on a sunday afternoon and paused it a couple times and just I'm going to give it a 10 as well. Wow. It's very easy and relaxing to watch. Um, I'm going to give it a, a nine because yeah, it was like fun to watch, but it made me, it got me too excited. There was a lot of spooks. No, I just, I got really like, I just get really not scared. I got hyper. Mm. Like, Oh, me, Kate, Nate should be treasure hunters. Ooh. <laughs> you, you started looking up maps. Yeah, I was like, well, modern day treasure. And, I, and that when, like, it took me a long time to get through the movie because I kept on pausing it and because my brain was like wandering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't relaxing, but it was good. Nine. This movie gets a 46.6, a very Damn. respectable score in our game. 
And yeah. I'm glad you guys found it as relaxing as I did. I was a little worried when the bug ate through his mouth and then through his cheek. And then he took a bite of the bug. And I was like, oh, this might not be a relaxing movie. But uh, I'm glad we all agreed. <laughs> um, who would like to choose a movie for next week? Um, I can or Kate can. It's up to you, Kate. Oh, you go ahead, Brinty. Um, Okay. I will pick my movie to relax to. And this was hard for me to think, what movie did I relax to? Uh -huh. Or what's relaxing to me? And I tried to think of something I watched a bunch when I was younger that... I have positive um, thoughts about and something that's not too obvious. So I went with um, a movie that I find hilarious, but I haven't watched it in a long time, so it may not be the, as great as I thought it was. 1996 Fairly Brothers movie starring Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray, oh. Randy Quaid, Virgo oh. Bowling, King watching yes. Kingpin. Hell yeah. I haven't watched this movie in a movie. long time. Me neither. Roy Munson, mm -hmm. Big Erm McCracken. Mm -hmm. We're Such getting a into gross, it. awesome movie. Yeah, I can't wait. So we're going to watch that and we're going to talk about it next week. Okay. That's a great pick. Thank you. Um, well, that means the only thing left for us to do is say goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. Tommy, come say goodnight to Kate. From the idiots that brung you dumb and dumber. You wouldn't happen to have a Phillips head screwdriver, would you? He's the man with the rubber hand. Oh, creepy. He's the Amish kid with the golden arm. Whoa! <laughs> you could be a champion. I'm just not interested. You suck! Now, these two pinheads will teach each other... Can you just feel it? ...about life in the fast lane. You're about to embark on a great adventure. Does anyone else want one? No, I'll take a couple jugs. Woody Harrelson, what have you been doing all these years? Drinking. Randy Quaid. This is pretty good fun for only $2.99 a minute. Vanessa Angel. Get your hands off me. And Big Bad Bill Murray. On July 26th. Watch the door. Get your mind in the gutter. I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend here. Kingpin. <laughs> Are you still drinking? No, 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 no. I, I don't. That's that's behind me now. I just. Why are you buying? I don't know where I'm at with this take anymore. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. you've lost the, the tough thread. One. I've lost my it's way. <laughs>